that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable. Father, let it be our strength. Let it be our strength. Let it be our redeemer, for you are our rock. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Somebody say the power of a name. Somebody say the power of a name. <laughs> I want you to hear this. The power of a name is more meaningful than the person. It is the power of one's name that influences a person's worth, value, and identity. Knowing and understanding the power of one's name is the strongest form of confidence and belief that a name can ever have. I want you to hear that again. I want you to hear that again. And I want you to not just hear it, but I want you to hear it. The power of a name is more meaningful than the person. It is the power of one's name that influences a person's worth, value, and identity. Knowing and understanding the power of one's name is the strongest form of confidence and belief that a name can ever have. You can take your seats. I want us to think through this thought. The power of a name is more meaningful than the person. The power of a name is more meaningful than a person. When you think about the power of the name or a name, it should reflect three things. When you think about the power of a name, I, I really want you to hear this today as we enter this third installment here. The power of a name should reflect three things. It's meaning, the person's influence, the strength, the confidence, and belief that comes with that name. <laughs> when you think about the power of a name, it should reflect three things that causes you to really look at that name, the meaning. What does that name mean? The person's influence, their value, their worth, their identity. And then the power of the name should reflect the confidence, the strength, and belief of that name. When you think about the power of the name or the power of a name, I want you to hear these names and I want you to just think about it. When I say the name Rockefeller, what comes to, what comes to mind? Money. <laughs> when I say the name the Kennedys, what comes to name? Politics. Prestige. When I say LeBron James, what comes to mind? sports. But you can not only just look at him as a basketball player today, you've got to recognize him as a man of great business and intellect. He's a businessman. When we look at the hip-hop culture, I say the name Jay-Z, music. He changes, he's changed culture through hip-hop. When I say this name here, and some will probably frown, but that's okay. She's gone now. She's passed. She served as the sovereign and the head of state for over 70 years, Queen Elizabeth. What comes to mind? Royalty. <laughs> Wealth. 
When you think about the power of a name, uh, we can look um, here. She was the first Hispanic Supreme Court justice to sit on the bench. Sonia Sotomayor, justice and law. When we look and we can see the first African-American female sitting in one of the highest offices that you could ever sit in in the world, Kamala Harris, power and authority. The power of a name is so powerful that many times when we look at this Elder Shelley, a lot of times what we do is, is we connect the person to the name instead of connecting the name to the person. <laughs> Sometimes when we look at the person, we give the person more power than we give to their name. And that's where we fail a lot of times because we don't really understand the power of a name. The power of a name carries so much weight that it follows you everywhere. Many only know us by our name. Many only know us by the power of our name. Some know the person, but really don't know the power of our name. Some know that you might be rich and you might be wealthy, but it's not your wealth. It's not how much money you have. Uh, 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 it is the power of the name that gives you the influence, that gives that name the power and the authority. When we look at our text today, and we can see this here in Matthew 6, 9, Right at the B clause, Jesus says that when you pray, then in this way, our Father who art in heaven, here's the B clause, hallowed be thy name. The power of a name carries so much weight that it follows you everywhere. Many only know us by the power of our name. Some only know the person, and then some know both. But when we think about the power of the name, when we, when we think about the power of the name or the power of a name, when I begin to think about the power of God's name, uh, something struck me, Elder Titus, uh, something set here, Edgar. And as I begin to encourage our team this morning, um, God's name is the only name that is not connected to a person. When you think about uh, when you think about the Kennedys, uh, you can't just say the Kennedys without connecting their name to another person or to another source. When you think about LeBron James, you cannot say LeBron James without connecting his wealth to a Michael Jordan or a Irvin Magic Johnson or 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 you you when when you say the name uh, Jay Z, you you cannot say his name without connecting him with another predecessor that has done it before him. But the power of a name, when it reflects God's name, there is no other name that you can connect to his success. There is no other name that you can connect to his being. There is no other name, no other predecessor. There is no other name above the heavens, in the heavens, in the earth, in the galaxies, whatever you want to call it. There is no other God that you could ever connect to his name. There is no other source. He is the source. He is the name. He is the progenitor of every name. Come on now. Uh, he is that name. So on today, I would like to further our discussion on this third installment of Our Father, the power of a name. Somebody say the power of a name. Well, I mean, did you guys get excited about that? That, that when you say 
our Father. He's the only Father. Come on now. Uh, when, you, when you talk about this God, He's the only God. He's the only living God who sits and abides in His throne. Jesus says here in that B clause, He says, hallowed be thy name. He says that if you're going to pray, when you pray, then pray this, our Father who art in heaven, the place where He abides. It's His throne. And then He says that as you move into this first petition, this first petition, there are six petitions, one address. The address starts with our Father who art in heaven, but then the first petition of this model prayer language that Jesus instructs us to pray, uh, he says that when you pray, after you acknowledge that he's Father, that he sits in heaven, that he's God all by himself, he says that when you pray, he he said, say, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. When we look at that word hallowed in the Greek, uh, it is hagiezo. It is to make holy, to regard as being holy or to sanctify. Jesus says that when you pray, don't just pray to a God. When you pray, the power of God's name should be regarded as holy. <laughs> His name should be regarded as one that is sanctified. His name should be regarded as one that is consecrated. Come on now, I'm talking to you because a lot of times when we pray to God, we don't hallow his name. We just get up and we just say, Elder Shelley, God, can you help me this morning? Uh, God, I love you this morning. Uh, but imagine when you pray again sometime throughout your day today that it really hits you and it reminds you of the power of his name. God, I I pray to the one that is holy. I'm praying to the one that has been consecrated and set apart. Uh, it's only you. You're righteous in all of your ways. You're perfect in all of your ways. God, as I pray to you today, I hallow your name. I regard your name as being holy. He says, hallowed be thy name. Come on, let's keep moving here. That word name, uh, it's translated in the Greek as anoma, the name of God. He says to make his name holy. Make the name of God. The name of Christ the name of the Lord, he says to hallow this name. When you think about his name, uh, his name is the total expression of God himself, Christ himself, in all of their being, attributes, relations, and manifestations. Jesus says that when you pray, don't just pray and speak meaningless words that mean nothing nothing. <laughs> so maybe this is the reason that prayers are not being received because we're not using the right language. If you want something from your father, there has to be certain language that you use to get the attention of your father. If you want a favor, if you want something done on your behalf, he's saying that when you pray, don't just pray. He says, but go into your secret place. And he says to call him Father, but then he says to hallow his name. When we pray, then in this way, we hallow his name, we sanctify and regard his name as being holy. When we hallow God's name and we regard his name to be holy and consecrated, we speak to his character and his authority. Hmm. 
When we hallow his name, we bring honor and reverence to God's name. Jesus says that when we pray this model prayer, we should use this prayer as a moment to do what? To recognize that God's name, his character, his authority, his likeness, his being, every attribute about him is holy. Holy, set apart. Come on, lift your hands. I really want you to hear this today because God is just not some God that we just pray to because we want to and, and because we need something. When we pray, we should recognize that before we call him God, that he's holy. Come on now. God is not just some toy. He's just not some man that is sitting in a chair with his legs crossed, with his hands out, wanting something from you. God is holy. Come on, I want you to say that. God is holy. Come on, say it. God is holy. When you pray, recognize that before you say his name, that you're praying to a God that is holy. A God that is all by himself. I'm praying to a God who's sovereign. I'm praying to a God who's magnificent. I'm praying to a God who's full of royalty. I'm praying to his majesty. I am praying when you, when you look at royalty, only, it's only really here in America that we have a problem with royalty. Come on, look at me. It's only here in America that we have a problem with royalty and titles. <laughs> when you go to Dubai, you call them king. When you go to certain countries, their titles are princes, princesses. It's only here in America where we devalue the power of a name, but we exalt the person, but we devalue the name. We devalue the authority. We devalue the character and the attributes. I've been watching this Netflix series on the crown of the story of Queen Elizabeth. And, and when they came before her, um, they came and they called her Her Majesty. Some would call her Sovereign. When you look at the Pope, they call him what? His holiness. Whew. Now, some people are going to say, how do you call him his holiness? How do you not? Because when you reflect the likeness and the character and the image of God himself. See, it's only here in America where we devalue the office of holiness. We consider holiness to be you can't go to the movies, you can't go to the prom, you can't chew gum, your breath got to be stinking, you can't put no makeup on, and you got bad skin, and your, your hair is all messed up, and you got a wig on because you can't get a perm, and, 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 and you got to wear these old stockings, and, and the shoes that don't look good and, and the preacher can't do nothing. You can't have no fun. We have equated that to holiness, uh, but you can do all of that and still not have the character and preach and pray and fast all day long and nobody will say anything to you. You can speak in tongues and still cuss somebody out. Uh, uh, you can do all the things that you want to do, but nobody really honors the name. It is the name of God that is holy. Come on now. It is the name of God that is set apart. It is the name of God himself. His name carries the power. His name carries the authority. His name carries the influence. The name of 
God, your name. When you think about the power of your name, you've got to be careful in how you allow people to speak your name and to use your name in America and in the world. We see that your name is tied to your credit. It's tied to how you pay your bills. It's tied to how you financially grow and how financially you steward things in your life. But when we think about it spiritually, your name is tied to the likeness and the character of God's name being made holy in your life. Having good credit, but your name is not tied to the God that is holy is void. Come on now, I'm talking to the believer. I know that it doesn't sound right. I know that we just don't want to preach this right now, but it's not a pretty message. It's a prayer that God is saying that when you pray to my Father, you've got to regard him as being holy. When you pray to my Father... When you pray to our Father, look at it, our Father. He didn't just say, my. When you pray to our Father, he's our Father. Regard him as holy. Put some respect on his name for my young people. Come on now. Y'all know the song. Y'all didn't heard it. Put some respect on my Father's name. Don't, don't, just, don't just call him God. Regard him as being holy. Come on now. Number two, when we hallow his name, it allows the believer to understand that when we hallow his name, the, the anoma, we do what? We separate his name from anything, Morgan, that is unclean, impure, contaminated, or considered to be unholy. If we're going to regard God as being holy, then that means that we have to separate his name from anything that is unclean, impure, contaminated, or considered to be unholy. When we hallow his name, we do what? We separate his name, David, from all names, titles, slogans, nicknames, whatever. He doesn't have a nickname. Come on now. I know that this is, it seems to be a little rough and, and it seems to be a little harsh, but we've got to get back to the place that when we speak to God, we're speaking to him in his holiness. We're speaking and regarding the Father as being holy. There is no sin connected to him. I'm getting ahead of myself. When we separate his name, uh, when we hallow his name, we separate his name from all sin. We separate his name from iniquity. We separate his name from immoral, immoral behavior or conduct. Now, somebody's going to say, well, well, how can God love me? God can love you, but he's never been the author of sin. He's never been the author of iniquity. He was never the author of any wrongdoing. So when you pray to him, you cannot pray that if God, that it is God that has caused you you to sin he's holy he's perfect he's clean he's consecrated in all of his ways come on now we separate his name from all sin all sin God's name is not tied to sin y'all didn't hear that his name has never been connected to man's immoral behavior or conduct that's why come on now he had to send his son on his behalf who to redeem us but even when we look at his son, his son has never been connected to sin. His son came to redeem sin. Uh, you got to be careful there. There was nothing impure about his son. There was nothing imperfect about Jesus. Although he was in human form, everything about him was perfect. Every, I'll say it again, everything about him was perfect 
perfect. Come on now. He never had an immoral thought. Come on now. Uh, he never sinned in his mind. He never thought about having sex with somebody. He never thought about lying. He never thought about stealing. Uh, he never thought about sinning against his father because he's never been exposed to it. He's never been around it. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. That's why he says when you pray, pray then this way that God is holy. That you're praying to a God who's clean. I like this today. Come on, are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Come on, when we hallow his name, we do what? When we hallow his name, we separate his name from all names. When we hallow his name, we separate his name from sin, iniquity, and immoral behavior and conduct. When we sin, we separate his name from anything that is unclean, impure, contaminated, or considered to be unholy. This is why the old saints taught us, Peter, they, they taught us that we are the temple of God. And because you are the temple of God, that you, your temple, should represent the holiness of God. Your temple, your body, I, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, come on now, as a living, holy, and acceptable sacrifice. Woo, come on now. If you're going to honor me, then present your body, your temple, as being holy unto me, set apart. Number three. When God's name, Yanoma, is hallowed or regarded as holy, it does what? It gives the believer paternal authority to use his name. <laughs> Do you understand this? That I can't and I don't have the power to use LeBron James's name. I don't have the power to do anything under his name. But his children do. His children do. His son does. When somebody says, who's your father? LeBron James. <laughs> when somebody asks you, where did you come from? My father is LeBron James. <laughs> when people see his children, people want the power of the name that they have. People are attracted to the power of the name that this person has. It gives the believer paternal authority, Amber, to use his name. Because we have paternal spiritual relationship of intimacy with the Father, he, God, the Father, allows us to pray in his name. Come on now. When you don't have a relationship with the person, it's very difficult to use their name. Actually, if you're not in relationship with the person, uh, they, they, they call that on the street. Uh, you are a hypocrite, man. You, that, that ain't right. You can't use the name and you ain't connected to it. You can't use the name and there is an offense. Uh, you, 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 you can't sit at this table and act as if we're in relationship and you don't like me. Uh, you talk about me. You've betrayed me. But then you want the power to use my name. See, that's that's why you got to understand as a believer that you have spiritual paternal authority. When you pray, regard my name as holy. How many of you have ever been in a tight place where you had no choice but to name drop? Had no choice. You had no choice but to use your father's name. <laughs> you, you had no choice. You had no choice, David, but to be like, the only way I'm going to get out of trouble is I need to use my dad's name. 
My dad's name is Raheem Tice. Oh, I know your dad. That's your dad? Yeah, yeah. Man, come let me holler at you, man. Hey, man, I'm not going to tell your dad. I'm not going to say nothing. But hey, man, don't do that again. Let's just, my niece sitting over here talking about she used mine all the time. <laughs> How many times have you really been pushed in a tight place where you had no choice but to name drop? It's the power of the name. The power of the name and not the person. The power of the name is used to get what you couldn't get on your own. The power of a name. I joined this fraternity and, and it's the power of the name. And so sometimes I have to learn that I've been given the right to use the power of a name to get into a door that I probably couldn't get into on my own. Because the moment that I say I'm a brother of Alpha, they say, oh man, I'm a, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, tell me the conversation changes. The moment that you say that you are a child of God, the conversation changes. The moment that you say that God is my father, the conversation begins to change. Come on now. I know that this seems uh, a little heavy today, but, but I had to learn how to network. I didn't know how to network because when I grew up from the Baptist church, they said, you don't make your way. And you don't call nobody and ask them for favors. You let God do it for you. you. You better not try to get up there and make your way to get to sing a song. Uh, if God wants you to be on the program, he'll put you on the program. But if I don't understand the power of the person who's in charge of putting people on the program, then maybe I'll never get there. If I just keep sitting in my seat and praying to a God that I don't regard as holy, that I don't regard as father, that I don't regard as supreme being then I'll probably just pray meaningless prayers because I'm afraid to use the name. Ooh. You better use his name. You better pray and use his name. I, I, I like this. The power of a name carries three things with it. Authority. Power to influence or command through opinion or behavior. The power of a name carries three things with it. It carries power, the ability to act or produce an effect. It is the possession of control, authority, or influence over others. Do you see how the words are coming together here? The power of a name carries authority, power, and then influence. The power or capacity of causing an effect, indirect or intangible ways. I like this uh, influence to sway. Ooh. <laughs> he says that if you want to sway, if you want, if you want the name of God to command power that influences power to command. So when we hallow and sanctify or make God's name holy. His character, his being, his likeness, it allows God's name to do what? To influence or command or to have power over one's opinion and behavior. We command his authority. It allows God's name the ability to act or to produce on the believer's have, behalf, his power. It allows God's name, the power to sway, to have influence. I want you to lift your hands right here. When you pray and when you hallow and regard his name, the anoma, his character, the true expressions of his lordship, his Christ-likeness, come on now, his righteousness in all of his ways, uh, we invoke and, and we activate God's authority. 
authority. Come on now. We activate his authority. We activate God's name to influence and to command power over one's opinion and behavior. Oh, when we pray our God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your name is holy. Your name is high and lifted up. Your name is the name that is above every name. Your name sits alone in all the heavens. When we hallow his name, it allows God's name to have the ability to act or to produce on my behalf. There is power in God's name. There is authority in God's name. And then we activate and we allow God's name to have influence, to sway. Come on. As you lift your hands, no longer will we pray meaningless prayers to a father who's holy. <laughs> to a father who is set apart to a father who's perfect in all of his ways. He's a good, 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 good father. Come on now. No longer will we just pray and not hallow his name. No longer will we just pray and not regard his name as being holy. No longer will we just pray and not separate his name from all sin. No longer will we pray and not separate his name from all things that are impure and unholy. No longer will we pray and connect his name as if his name is equal to my name. As if my name is bigger than his name. As if my title is connected to his title. I will regard the father who sits in heaven, the progenitor. Come on now. I will regard my spiritual paternal relationship, intimacy, communion, Union and fellowship with the Father as a holy, consecrated, pure moment that gives me influence. Ooh. That gives God the influence. That grants God the power and authority to change my opinion and my behaviors. To command anything that is not of him to be destroyed. Come on now. When I pray to a holy God. When I pray. As you stand on your feet. The power of a hallowed, sanctified, holy, the anoma name, which is the total expression of God himself, Christ himself, is the model prayer language that Jesus instructs. When you pray then in this way, regard and make his name holy. When you pray then in this way, release and activate God's authority, God's power, and God's influence to rule and reign in your life. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, I know that this is unpopular teaching in today's post-pandemic church because you can't shout off of this. You, you can't pick them up and put them down on something like this because when you begin to talk about a God that is holy, all you can do is just lift your hands and just say, worthy is the Lamb. Come on, children. Come on, come on, come on, saints. Just lift your hands. Come on. Come on, come on. The pressure Release the pressure of impressing our Father with meaningless prayers and meaningless words. Re release yourself from that and, and begin to just posture and position and prepare yourself to regard Him as being holy. Come on. Come on, let's just worship right here. Come on. 
Come on, bring that up, Josh. Hallelujah. Come on, I can't hear it. I can't feel it. Come on. when we learn to regard God and to, and to make him holy in our life and to consecrate him as being the holy one in our life sin will be difficult to live in your life I want to state that again when God is regarded as holy consecrated in your life it is difficult and impossible for sin to live where there is true holiness. I'm talking to the believer. I'm not talking to someone who hasn't accepted. When you are a believer, it is difficult when God is made to be holy in your life and consecrated in your life for sin to dwell in the same temple. It's impossible because in his presence there is no iniquity. There is no sin. Come on now. Uh, my mind is pure. My I know somebody say, well, what about, no, 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 well, what about God being holy? Come on now, that's what I'm going to say. What about God being holier than your depression? God is holier, and that's probably not even a word. Come on now, uh, uh, he's holy enough, hallelujah, so that you won't be depressed. He's holy enough for us not to fall into sin. He's holy enough, come on now, he's holy. We have to regard him as being holy and because he's holy he'll walk you through dark moments yea though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will not fear 
because God is holy. And because you're holy, you will rescue my mind from all dangers. You will rescue my mind. Come on now. I want you to lay your hand on your head and begin to say, God is holy enough. He's holy enough in my body to rescue you, to rescue my mind, to rescue every ungodly thought. He's holy enough to deliver my mind. He's holy enough to deliver my thoughts. Come on, church. It's a moment. Come on. Come on, come on, son, come on. Come on, the dove is settling here. Come on, come on. Come on, set your affections on things above. Set your affections on what God is concerned about. Regard Him as being holy. His name, the Anoma. Everything about Him. There is no flaw. There is no imperfection. Holy. God is holy enough to redeem a nation from murder. He's holy enough. But Jesus says that we have to regard him as being holy. That when we pray, we have to regard venerate to make holy. We have to make God holy in our lives. He's holy to himself. We have to make him holy for us. His holiness God being holy in my life. Father, I thank you for this moment. I ask that you keep us here. I pray that the people are receiving what you're giving to us, Father. Let no word fall to the ground. But Father, over this next season, mature us. Cause us to be strong in prayer, in our prayer language. Cause us to remain obedient. My God. Jesus, the grace of a father. You want to accept Christ into your life. You want to experience the power of his name. What do I have to do? All you have to do is just simply confess your sin. Believe in your heart that His Holiness, Jesus Christ, Christ, Jesus, came into the earth, sent from heaven, died upon the cross. He rose again. If you believe that and confess that, then you're saved. But that's just not it. I want to go further. You want Jesus to become your Lord. I want you to just lift your hand. Most of us only know him as Savior, but we don't know him as Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. 
Lord of my life. I want to experience his lordship, his holiness. Ooh. Thank you, Father. I was talking to our team this morning and I said, the only way that you can truly experience the anoma, the true fullness of God's name is that you have to be connected to his son's name. <laughs> no man cometh unto the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way that you can truly regard him as being holy is that you must regard me, his son, as being his holiness. Ooh. The relationship with Jesus Christ. This is our prayer. All right, God. My God, something's happening here. I don't know if y'all can sense it. I don't know if you can feel it. But the presence of the Lord is resting on this house. I'll say it again. The presence of the Lord is resting on this house. Whatever you need, just lift your hands. Whatever you need, whatever you need, just lift your hands. It's here. Come on. But as you lift your hands, regard this worship as being holy and set apart under God. His holiness. We will worship you in the beauty of your holiness. We worship you in the beauty of all of your splendor, your majesty. Oh, Rabbi, come on, come on. 